Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Thrive After Sports podcast. If you're joining us on the Power of Story, thank you for being there as well. This is Taj Deshaun, your host as always. I'm here with a very special guest. I've been looking forward to doing this. Um, I did an IG live with her a couple of months ago at this point. You may It may be one of the previous episodes on Thrive After Sports by the time this comes out. So make sure you go and check that out. I'm here with Dusty Madison. How you doing, Dusty? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing fantastic. Been looking forward to interviewing you. Um, for anybody who's joining us, as I mentioned, I did an IG Live with Dusty a couple of months ago, and now I get to switch and I get to interview yeah. Dusty. So I've been looking forward to that. Um, nothing but great things have come from this connection. So I'm excited to bring Dusty to you all today to share her story. And so you can hear what it looks like. Another great example of how to thrive after sports. Um, for those of you who are familiar with Dusty, Dusty is a former uh, rower at the University of Wisconsin, as well as a former rowing coach at Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. And she is now an online business manager for entrepreneurs. So we're going to dive in, talk a little bit about Dusty's transition from playing to coaching to now being an entrepreneur and what that looks like. But let's just start here, Dusty. Um, you being a rower at Wisconsin, did you have any challenges after graduation around mm -hmm. who is Dusty Madison now that you're no longer the rower? Was, did you yeah. face any of that? Well, first off, thanks for having me. It's fun to be here with you and being on the other side. Um, yeah, so I was fortunate enough, I would say, I, you know, probably, I don't know if not everyone has the same opportunities, but I got into coaching pretty much right, right away. I took four and a half years to complete my degree. And during that year after, you know, my eligibility was done, I stuck around the boathouse and volunteered for a year with, so there's freshman team and then there's a varsity team with rowing because so many kids walk on with no experience. So they need a year to get up to speed and then, you know, be in boats with uh, more skilled athletes. And so I was helping those guys out having just completed my career, you know, it's kind of fun to give back and, and still be involved. And I would still do some sessions with the varsity and get my workout on, you know, cause I couldn't just like, well, that, I think that was the biggest struggle was like figuring out how to train, how to work out once you're done and realize it really hit me hard of like, oh, I don't have to work out two hours to four hours a day. Like that, you know, especially an endurance athlete, right? You just feel like you have this mindset of like the more, the better, which is not a great mindset. Um, and so that for me was like the hard part is just the loss of having it laid out for you. And you don't have to think about what you're going to do to, to work out and stay fit. Cause that was still a big part of me. And I was thinking beyond that of wanting to do national team, that kind of thing. So I was still kind of figuring that out. Um, but I think I still had that connection to the team because I was still in town. I was around it every single day. So that really didn't, um, that wasn't as much of a, a struggle. I didn't know what I wanted to do career-wise. You know, I was an art history major. I knew I didn't want it. Like, I didn't know, have any idea where that was going to go. And so I feel like I kind of just fell into coaching a bit because then the opportunity presented itself the next year where I could then take over that freshman team. So it was almost like I was kind of in the right place at the right time. Mm. Yeah, it, it's funny because you said that you kind of fell into coaching which is, is exactly why I was curious. I always love asking former athletes, like how did you decide to go into coaching? Did you go into it because you didn't know anything else or was it like, I wanna be a coach? But yet 
you fell into coaching, but you actually made a career out of it. It wasn't just like a pit stop. Um, you know, even though you didn't know you wanted to get into it, once you were in it, uh, did you kind of fall in love with it? And at the time, were you like, this is my path, this is what I'm meant to be doing? I mean, I think from a young age, I think I knew sports was going to be part of my life in some capacity. Uh, I, you know, I, I was a swimmer in high school or from, you know, early on all the way through high school, but I wasn't fast enough to swim at Wisconsin. So that's why I transitioned to rowing. Um, and so I, I knew I wanted to stay involved somehow like throughout my life. It was just being active myself, but my dad was a tennis coach. So I think I, I knew what coaching was. So I, I had had exposure to that. So I knew it was a possibility. So maybe that was uh, impacted me. Um, but I think, yeah, I just fell in love with it. You know, when I'm, um, when you're teaching kids the sport from the literally ground zero, because these, you know, you get anywhere between 40 to 60 kids who've never done the sport before. And so you're teaching them everything from the beginning, you become really invested in um, teaching them well, so then they can go on and make boats go fast. So that for me was really exciting and just being able to give back to a program that I was so passionate about. Oh, okay, this is good. This is really good. For those of you listening, I want to pull something out. So basically what I'm hearing is you got into coaching because you didn't know anything else, but what you fell in love with was not necessarily still being around the sport, but you fell in love with just being able to help people which is perfect because it leads into what you're doing now. But yeah. um, thank you for going into depth about that. I think that's really helpful for people to share, uh, for people to hear. And something that I always tell former athletes, which you just gave an excellent demonstration of, is if you don't know what to do, just go start helping someone somewhere. Um, and you'll find fulfillment through that. And as time goes on, you can kind of narrow down who you're helping. Um, so really cool. I want to go back to something else you brought up that I thought was interesting. Uh, I'm, it's funny because I haven't touched the football field in eight years at this point. And yet still, I'm still adjusting to, oh, I don't have to work out two hours a day. You know, going for a walk around the neighborhood counts as a workout. So when you were at that point, once you realized, oh, I don't have to work out two hours a day anymore, what did it look like for you to start to um, kind of dial it back a little bit with the workout? Uh I mean, it took a bit. I, I finally found this gym in town that I loved. It was functional fitness, kind of like CrossFit before CrossFit was a thing. And that became like my new team. And I would take like multiple classes in a row. And I and finally had to be like, hey, like, this is like, chill out. You know, this you know, <laughs> to do so many. And I realized if I just hit it really hard during that one class, then that would fulfill what I needed to do. And, um, and I think just the reality set in of, uh, you know, being a coach and what's all involved with that. I was doing the recruiting, you know, so it's like, you, you really start to realize like, okay, how am I piecing my life together? So it has some sort of balance, you know, am I, you know, being able to hang out with friends at that, you know, at that time I wasn't married. So it was like, are you like being able to do that while still getting everything, all your responsibilities done and um, so I think for me, it was just like having that chat with myself of like, you know, now that you don't have to commit so much time to being an athlete, let's try to find a well-rounded, you know, schedule that, um, you can be a good example for the athletes that, you know, 
that you're coaching now? Oh, that's that's great. Um, I wanted to ask you too, with you, that's funny that you use it as an example, by the way. I love that you were still keeping yourself as a role model in mind the whole time, almost like other people are going to be looking at me. You don't want to oh, have wow. them kind of follow your footsteps <laughs> with the obsessive workouts. And uh, that's, that's really thoughtful of you to keep them in mind. Um, are there any other, because I definitely want to dive into what you're doing now and let people know a little bit more about that. But are there any other challenges that you face during your transition or maybe anything that you would share with former athletes who may be listening in right now just about some of the challenges of the transition? I think, you know, just confidence. And, uh, you know, um, as an example, like my brother, who's six years older than me or almost six years older, knew from a very young age, he wanted to be an engineer, went to a very, you know, prestigious school to, uh, you know, pursue that. And like, he just knew and is continuing to do that now. And I just never felt like I could kind of like put my finger on why exactly I wasn't able to kind of find my thing early on. And even with like figuring out my major in at Wisconsin, you know, I started with one thing and then I probably switched it three or four times, which is, I know I'm not unique in that way, you know, but you start to kind of wonder like, what's wrong with me? Like, why can't I figure it out? And, um, and I just like hadn't, I think matured into myself yet and really found like, oh yeah, coaching actually was my thing. And it really was about helping people not, um, uh, yeah. And I think once I, once I figured that out, that was, that kind of gave me that confidence of like, no, you're in the right place. Um, I wish I had had a little bit more mentorship or guidance, you know, starting out with coaching. I feel like so many young coaches just, again, fall into it um, unless they know like, okay, they're, you know, they're going to go from whatever, you know, they're going to be in kinesiology and then they're going to go on to get a master's in, you know, in whatever either anyway, sports management or whatever it might be. Um, but I just didn't take that route. And so I think for me, just like reminding myself, no, you've put in a lot of reps, you know what you're doing and you can learn as you go that that got me over the hump. Wow, that's so key. And thank you for sharing that, Dusty, just bringing it back to the confidence and restoring that confidence that you had lost, which, like you said, so many athletes go through it. for you to be able to do that and remind yourself to be confident um, in your decisions and everything you do moving forward, I think is so powerful. Um, and like you said, is ultimately what kind of revealed to you that even though you had some uncertainty or you fell into coaching, the confidence that you were on the right path enabled you to have a great career in coaching and, of course, to be doing what you're doing now. So let's talk about that a little bit. Um, yeah. How many years were you at Wisconsin again as, as far as coaching is involved? I was there for um, eight years, took five years away. I did personal training, so still I consider coaching. And then um, was at Wisconsin again for another six years. Wow. Okay. So I must have missed that part. I knew you did the eight years, but you left and then came back. Yeah. You didn't leave coaching, like you said. You were doing personal training. Um, before we get to you being an online business manager, yeah. what had you step away for the five years to do personal training? And then what had you ultimately come back <laughs> to being a rowing coach again? Yeah. So it was... I guess a bit kind of similar to, you know, now, but 
I, you know, it was the only thing I had ever done. And I was um, in my alma mater, right? It was my like comfort zone. And I was just starting to feel like I needed some other real life experience as well. Uh, you know, coaching, I think is sometimes, I mean, it's, it's uh, in, especially at Wisconsin where there's so much given to you, you know, you, you just have everything right there and you can kind of get into a, a and just kind of a comfort. And so, uh, and then also I wanted to start a family. And at that point it was just, didn't seem kind of very uh, probable that that would, everything would be able to align and be able to happen. And it is a challenge being, you know, being a mother and being a coach. Um, that's a whole different <laughs> conversation. Um, but uh, so I just decided I was given an opportunity actually at that gym that I was talking about. That's why I believe that relationships are so important and to make yourself known, you know, like wherever you are and just have those options available to you. So for me, I, I was starting to teach classes there. And then eventually was approached about taking over management. And so that's where I stepped into along with personal training and, um, and then moved to a different gym after a few years and did personal training there as well. Um, and then I got a call from the, my head coach and was like, Hey, we have this open opportunity. We want to get back into coaching. So that's why networking relationships are so important and keep them going. And uh, it was just the right time with like where my family was at and um, decided to, it was, and it was an advancement. I was taking over um, the head uh, position of the lightweight side of things. Nice. What a journey. What an evolution process, huh? <laughs> it was. It was. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I love hearing people's, for me personally, of course, but also for people who tune into the show to be able to hear that it's not always linear you know, where, where you end up. And I think your journey and you sharing kind of how you um, have evolved to get to where you're at now, I think it's important for people to know that you're number one, of course, you're not the only one out there who doesn't have it all figured out, trying to figure out what you want to do. And then number two, even when you start to get some sort of idea of what you want to do, it's not going to be linear to get there. You're going to, you know, take a few steps back. Not that you took steps back. I took steps back in my life. We won't get into that, but um, just you know, making pivots. And, and just as long as you, people have heard me say this before on the show, Dusty, I call it keeping your antennas up. Like that's mm -hmm. my little, when you're somewhere, you never just want to get stuck there and say, okay, I'm here. This is where I'm at for the rest of my life. Um, you always want to have your antennas up and be looking for not necessarily a better opportunity, but how can I grow and, and improve and figure out how I can get more in alignment. Um, and speaking of alignment, after quite an impressive career of coaching and personal training, you decided to get even more aligned with who you are and what you want to do in the world and become an online business manager. So I want to know before we even get into everything that you do, what was the thought process behind that? How did you even start to say this may be something that I want to do? And what had you ultimately take the leap from your comfort zone, like you talked about, to do something totally new? Yeah, well... Again, going back to the idea that coaching and raising a family is very challenging. It, it, so many people do it, uh, but we were in, we were just started starting to have that conversation in our household of is me staying in coaching and being a lifer coach, you know, like there's those coaches, right, that are in it, you know, for the long haul. And I totally appreciate 
appreciate them. For myself and my family, it was starting to look like we, we needed to look at a different option, you know? And I think for, for myself as well, I was, um, and it, it really came down to like, if I wanted to keep advancing in uh, my coaching career, we would most likely need to move. And that was just not, you know, not in the cards for us. We just, we love our community here and we wanted to stay here. So that really was the driving force. And then along with COVID and everything and being home and having, um, uh, being on furlough, you know, so I was at home, I had 20 extra hours, uh, of, you know, a week there for a while. So I had time to really think and start researching, okay, I, I'm not going to be going back to school. You know, we don't, you know, that's not in the cards right now. What is something I can do to transfer the skills I have from coaching and, and use them in continuing to help people, which is really, like I mentioned before, my passion. So I just started Googling and found online business management. Uh, I took a certification course, kind of have something in my back pocket. So kind of like when I was working out at that gym and take, starting to take some classes, it's kind of like I'm seeing similar patterns. Like I kind of put myself in situations where it's not like have an exit strategy, but I have options. And so if I get to that point, it's almost kind of like a seven year thing for me cycle a little bit where I feel like I just need to push myself in different ways. And so, um, and I just, I guess, keep kind of like asking myself is like, am I able to keep improving? Do I want to keep improving where I am right now? Or is it like, going to look like something totally different. So I don't know if that answered your question. No, it, it answers the question 100%. And it actually made me think of something really cool because it's what you're saying is you were looking for a way to give yourself options, like you said, mm -hmm. and in a sense, what you do, which we'll get into in just a second, you're giving other people options in their lives so they can grow their business. <laughs> and then they can, you know, that's, I think that's really cool. And um, it relates a lot to what I do as well. You know, I had yeah. trouble trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Um, me starting Thrive After Sports gave me more options and now I'm helping athletes giving them more options and control over their lives so I, I just think it's really cool and I'm glad you shared that and um, the fact that you really related it to because some people might look at it and say oh you don't have any experience I'm not saying I think that at all I'm, I'm saying um, oh, yeah but the fact that you have been able to say no these are things that I've taken from athletics and being, I know that when you're a coach, you wear many different hats. It's not just mm -hmm. the players and managing different personalities. It's the team itself and the, and the coaching staff. So what are some things that you've seen, I guess, just kind of what are some of the similarities between coaching or personal training and what you do as an online business manager? It's all about leadership. Mm. I mean, it really comes down to that and, uh, and leading the client and, you know, because, uh, you know, just like, just like with an athlete, you know, athletes will, will come to you and be like, well, this isn't working or, you know, I should be doing this or I should be doing that. Or like, or I don't understand why I'm so stressed out when they are like in one of the hardest majors and they're trying to be in three clubs and they're trying to volunteer. And, and it's like, okay, take a breath. <laughs> let's lay this out on the table and let's actually like simplify it here and what's the main focus and what's going to actually help you get to the goals that you want to achieve instead of trying to throw all these things in the pot and focus you know try to keep your attention 
um, on everything, let's narrow it down. Let's find those one to three things, you know, that are actually going to keep moving you forward. And so I think that's what I really, like, that's what I always enjoyed. And when I was finishing out my career coaching, I loved the leadership side. Like that was firing me up the most in terms of like, and I also had just an amazing senior class to work with that were just like, I could be like, Hey, go talk to this person. Like they need your help. And they did it, you know, and they did it perfectly. And, and so I think just, um, really now I feel like that segued really well into what I do now, because so many of these business owners have these amazing ideas and they just like keep generating and generating these ideas. And it's like, how can I then be the container for them? So we can not, you know, never, uh, you know, pay attention to those ideas, but okay, like, how can we take one? Let's, let's really focus on that. And then now, okay, now let's put that attention on a different, different idea. Um, and then also just be able to create space for them where that they can, you know, focus on the things that are going to move their business forward, that are going to make the money, right? Instead of like all those little tasks that just eat up your time. Oh, that's, I love how you refer to yourself or what you do as a container. I think that's really cool. Um, and like you said, not in the sense that you're trying to constrict, but you're just helping focus and lock in and and it's so necessary. I don't know um, if, well, I heard you on Dr. Sarah's podcast, Sarah Lepe. Yeah. Shout out to Dr. Sarah Lepe, the rebranded athlete podcast. Phenomenal episode. Uh, go check out Dusty on that podcast. But one of the things that Sarah was even talking about, and her and I are closely connected, both in the transition yeah. space and in the publishing space as well. Uh, we're both looking to hire going into 2022. And what you do is so spot on with what both Sarah and I are needing. Like we have this vision and all these different hats we wear. We need someone to come in and streamline. And so, um, well, who do you work with? Let's start with that. Cause I know it's not just athletes. Um, mm -hmm. who, who, who do you actually help as an online business manager? Well, in my Instagram bio, I say courageous CEO. So what I'm, you know, what I mean by that is like, I really, and work with any, you know, business that's, you know, a solopreneur to, you know, someone who maybe has a couple employees. Um, but I really just want to work with someone who's looking, you know, has that big vision who wants to play big, uh, but just needs, needs someone in there to help them do that. Right. And, you know, help, like you just said, you know, you have all those ideas and okay, how can we can, how can we contain them and keep that focus moving forward? So, you know, I, and I have so many interests. I, I, you know, I love art. As you can see, I got my huge art wall behind me. I love art. I love the creative side. I love, uh, you know, so I, I really just kind of love with working with anyone who's passionate and wants to play big. Something I wanted to talk about also, I know that you, I love that by the way, um, people who, who want to play big, which covers a lot of entrepreneurs. So you're not limited in who you can work with. Um, but I know that a lot of athletes listen to the show, which means there may be some people reaching out who are both current or former athletes. And yeah. I think the timing, I think you and I spoke about this the first time we connected. Mm -hmm. The timing of what you're doing, especially when it comes specifically to athletes, is so spot on because of the new NIL laws and changes. Yeah. So you can help a current athlete um, 
with their brand and with their business and help them take it to the next level. And I think that's awesome. And uh, I'm excited to see where it goes and all the people you're going to be able to help. I know that I always tell people to go check out your Instagram and, and check out your Thank reels. You. <laughs> yeah, you put out such cool content. We're going to talk about your social media at the end, but just while we're on the subject, can you just tell everybody your, your Instagram so they can go check you out? Yeah, it's, uh, it's just Dusty Madison, which is spelled M-A-T-T-I-S-O-N. I'm in Madison, Wisconsin, so I just get used to spelling it for people. <laughs> just can automatically go there. But the, you can find me social handles. That's my social handle everywhere. Yeah, I wanted people just to have that. Go Stop what you're doing. Pause the episode right now and check out some of Dusty's reels so you can see. Uh, I mean, she's putting out a ton of great content. It's always entertaining. And more importantly, it's always useful. Like you can actually take something awesome. and, and apply it to your business right away. But um, what I know you're, it's only the beginning for you, Dusty. But when you think about the future, um, what's next for Dusty Madison? What's next for your business and, and everything that you're up to in the world? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just excited to keep helping people. Um, you know, I have some ideas down the road of how I want to morph this into something more. Um, I do. I, I would like to also, you know, mentor younger coaches as well in some capacity. Um, you know, just that's kind of like another side project. But um, I just think that that's something that you know, I had to figure out systems on my own. I didn't have like anyone who really helped me uh, that much. Maybe I should have asked more questions, but uh, you know, just like, like simple things like that, that kind of help the process along um, and, and help you then actually be a better coach. So um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm going, but right now it's definitely the, the beginning stages and it's just fun to be meeting like a ton of ton of new people that's been really uh energizing for me yeah that must be really exciting and uh what advice can you give to someone who maybe they're on the fence and I know, I know you've put out a ton of content about this too um maybe someone who's like I think I might want to start a business I'm not really sure or I have this idea I just don't know where to begin or how to execute it or if I can even be successful with that idea what words of you know encouragement or advice or, or wisdom can you share with people who may be having those kind of thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm a research person. So I just, you know, did my, it's like I do my research and then I jump quickly. So it's like, if I have a gut feeling of like, okay, I've, you know, done my research. I, you know, I, I've thought about like, is this the right thing for where I wanna go and my family, I mean, you don't have a family, but for um, someone who does, and then I would say just go for it. And you are going to figure things out on the way. I mean, you definitely you're not you're not going to have everything figured out um, right from the get go. But I think being an athlete too, you know, you have that you do have that confidence, even though it might feel you know scary at that moment. It's like it's like you know, kind of like going into a competition, right? You're going to have the nerves, you're going to have it, but you know how that you, I think it's a confidence in yourself that you know you can execute. And so I think for me, you know, knowing, okay, like when I was kind of sitting around these first couple of months and, and not hearing from anyone, I'm like, it's on you, Dusty. Like you got, you got to get it done and no one's going to go out and seek you out. Like, uh, and so I think just having those pep talks with yourself and 
being confident and, and looking back at everything you've done. I mean, that's what we would tell our athletes, right? Is like, you're sitting at the line, you know, you've done the work. You have that highlight reel going through your head of everything that you've done. It's the same thing when you go into, you know, being an entrepreneur, like, yeah, maybe you haven't done everything yet, but like you, you have confidence in yourself and you know that you, you'll execute. So. So good, Dusty. A couple of things question. I like about, no, that you answered it perfectly. And every time you answer the question, you always make me think of something else that's like, <laughs> and this is why I love doing this podcast because I get to talk to smart people and great people. And oh. like, yeah, I'm doing it for the listeners, but also I get stuff out of this because I oh, go back yeah. and watch every episode. So I just want to, it may sound simple. If you listen to this, just run it back and listen to this again and write this down because Dusty said, do your research and act quickly. Okay, sounds like a simple statement, right? But most people, they either do one or the other. They don't do both. I've even been guilty of this in the past. I've been guilty of doing too much research and not taking any action. And then it becomes paralysis by analysis. And I've also been guilty of acting quickly without doing any research and finding myself in hot water. And I, would, I could have just saved myself the trouble if I would have done the research. So those yeah. two things that Dusty said, do your research and act quickly. That's huge. That's like the recipe for success. Um, and, and then the other thing that you said, it's on you. Okay. Like no one's going to do it. You're like, no one's going to do it for me. <laughs> That's something I like to share with people too. This doesn't mean that people aren't going to be willing to help you and give you guidance, encouragement and support, but ultimately whatever visions are placed on your heart or on your mind, you have to be the one to act and execute mm -hmm. on those. Um, you probably heard this before, Dusty. I like to use the analogy of like uh, when people run out of gas and they stand on the road with their thumb up waiting for someone to help them versus when you're pushing the car, people are more likely to help you if they see you pushing your car towards the gas station. So I like uh, that. I like that. Both. Well, and I think, I think it's just important too, as at, you know, as a former athlete, like you did have so many people helping you and wanting to be there for you. And I mean, it is a different, it's a different environment, right? When you're like at home trying to get this thing going on your own, like um, if you have questions, like you got to reach out and do it. I mean, I mean, I guess that's what I would tell my athletes, right? Is like, especially at a school like Wisconsin, that's this big school, like you got to go out and, and, and ask for the help that you need in a class or for tutoring or, you know, someone's gonna, uh, they may like send you an email to remind you like, hey, like, this, this class isn't going so well, but like, you have to be the one to actually go and, and do the work. And so I think that was one th big thing that I took with me from being an athlete is like, it's on you, like, get it done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, Dusty, I want to be respectful of your time. Um, this has already been a phenomenal episode. I know you touched on your Instagram earlier, but if someone wants to get in, in contact with you, either to work with you or just to kind of follow your journey and see all the great things you're doing, what's the best way for them to reach out and, and follow you on social media? Yeah, um, I'm really active on Instagram. So DM me there. So again, Dusty Madison, M-A-T-T-I-S-O-N. And then that's my same, same for my website is just uh, dustymadison.com. And we can set up a, a discovery call Discovery calls also in my LinkedIn bio on Instagram as well. So love, love to chat. Even if they, if it's uh, someone who's starting out and wants to ask questions, you know, and as a former athlete and just wants a 
wants to bounce some ideas off me, I'd love to chat with them too. All right, for everybody listening, I want to encourage you to follow Dusty, connect with Dusty. She's a wealth of knowledge, um, as you've heard, and just eager to help people and serve people. So make sure you guys reach out. Um, Dusty, thank you so much for this. I appreciate you coming on and, and, and sharing Gosh. like this. I know people are going to get a lot out of it. And like I said, I'm grateful that you and I connected. And it's really yeah. just the beginning for all the things you and I are going to be working on together. So totally. I appreciate you spending some time with me today. Awesome. Thank you. Love it. All right, everybody. This has been another great episode of Thrive After Sports and the Power of Story podcast with Dusty Madison. Make sure you reach out to her. Thank you guys for tuning in. And we will see you on the very next episode. Thanks again, Dusty. Thank you.